0: First, Prime, then Ultra Magnus, and now, you. It's a pity you Autobots die so easily, or I might have a sense of satisfaction now.
1: You got the touch! You got the power! Arise, Prime. Optimus. Welcome to episode 327 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, the only pinball podcast who had its fact checker quit two weeks ago. So on this episode, we're going to talk to Pinside, I believe he goes by the name of Dr. Frightener. His name is Larry in real life, and I talked to him about a week ago about themes and pinball games and what we thought were the best themes uh, for pinball machines that have not been utilized so far. And I think you're going to be shocked about one of the themes that Larry uh, thinks would be a terrible theme in pinball. Now, look, before I do that, I want to talk about a couple things. I want to read some of the stuff, some of the fallout from yesterday and the rumors that I I talked about on some previous shows that you know have been deleted. Uh, As I said, look, this shit annoys me to no end. And if it turns out, that the second rumor I talked about is fake. I'm telling you, I'm just gonna reveal to you who told me this information, because I got all this information from the same person, and they were adamant that it was accurate, and they they said to me 100%, it is true, and now here's what I'm hearing, and I'm again, I'm, I'm totally gonna be transparent with you, the listener of the show. Uh, I am now hearing that it, it might not be CGC, that it's probably, I don't know, it's gonna be someone else, and so that begs the question, is it American Pinball? We know that they said they were ramping up to a larger facility that would be able to contract, manufacture the games. But I'm I'm done with these two fucking rumors. I'm sorry. I, I, I take it for what it's worth. Uh, but the person is still saying adamantly that Alien Pinball will be coming out made in America in a wide-body William, Bally Williams cabinet with Bally Williams parts. So that is what they are still sticking to. Uh, and I know I said I would stop the show and get a name of Hilton tattooed on my butt if that turned out to be false. Now, remember that Alien, Alien still has not proven to not be shipped or released or manufactured in the United States. So until that happens, we'll see. We'll see about those other things, all right? Now, look, I woke up this morning, a lot of passionate people. Chiming in, saying all these mean, nasty things about Canada. And look, I want to read something that someone wrote like 53 minutes ago. It goes, This is from Solar Value on Pinside. He writes, It almost seems as though some people who work for any of the pinball companies whose secrets Canada has threatened to reveal decided to invent some false information to feed Canada. Perhaps this is a way to get a little bit of revenge and also to ensure that if he does reveal their secrets his credibility will be tarnished to the point that the community is less likely to believe the real news if so brilliant plan well solar value it was not a consortium of people conspiring against me this was information from one person that i trusted who is very vocal and very popular on Pinside and I trusted his information and I took his word for it at face value. That is all this is. This wasn't some huge conspiracy. And so I have all the text messages where I was asking, hey, can you make sure this is 100%? And then even afterwards, I was like, man, what's going on? Like people are saying this is not accurate and it's still i'm still getting that alien will be coming back 100% guaranteed so it, again it wasn't a whole bunch of people i love mitch from uh, wellesley ontario he writes simple solutions stop listening to the spoiled brats podcast all right well guys if you don't want to listen no more that's cool uh, there are about 35 other pinball podcasts out there and you can happily stop tuning into canada's and you can listen to so many other options. There are, there, you do not have a shortage of pinball podcasts. All right, so one thing I want to talk about before I air this interview with Larry uh, is Larry is one of the most passionate guys I've ever talked to in pinball. And this morning I woke up to Larry once again because I, I read a thread on Pinside where he's just like, Kaneda's been bowling Jersey Jack pinball and he doesn't understand jersey jack pinball deserves more respect and more credit and the game he kept going back to was dialed in he kept saying you need to stop talking shit about dialed in it is the most successful original ip game since the bally williams days and if you think about that for a minute is dialed in the most successful original ip game since the bally williams days and the answer is Yes, in terms of volume. And this is the thing I was trying to tell to Larry. You can't look at volume and, and and then consider a game a success. You have to look at how successful was that game for the company. Okay, what were Jersey Jack's sales goals for dialed in? I, I would bet if I was a betting man, that they were expecting to sell far more dialed ins than they actually sold. And here's the problem with all of this. It's really hard to understand how many games actually sold. So Jack told us that dialed in sold around 1500 units. Now, do you believe Jersey Jack? Who who to who do who do you believe? Right? These aren't publicly traded companies where the information is out there. I would say, though, if you were to ask me, if you were to say, Canada, what is the most successful original IP game since the Bally Williams days, I, I would not say it's dialed in. I, I think the game that actually blew expectations away, I think the game that exceeded uh, what people were expecting from it, I think a game that exceeded the sales goals of the game, uh, and I would consider this to be the most successful original IP game since the Bally Williams era, I think it's... Total Nuclear Annihilation by Scott Denisi. And I think there, here's why I think that. I think it exceeded its sales goals. I think people love the game. I I think Scott Denisi being a rookie designer coming out of nowhere and, and creating a game that went on to become Spooky Pinball's number one selling game of all time is far more impressive to me. Then Pat Lawler, who is the most heralded pinball designer of all time, is the man behind the greatest selling pinball machine ever in Adam's family. His his return to pinball, and he only manages to sell 1,500 games. I mean, how do you not look at that as a failure? And the other part is this, is Wizard of Oz sold 4 to 5,000 units. The Hobbit sold at least 2,000 units. So Dialed In is still the still, you know, until we see how many pirates sells, it's still the worst selling of the first three offerings from Jersey Jack Pinball. And the other thing I was talking to Larry about is why. Like why did Dialed In become that? And you know, look, we do harp on theme and we're gonna talk all about theme on this podcast. But if you have to ask me why, I think that dialed in, uh, the theme didn't help it. But the thing that really hurts dialed in, and this is what I told Larry the thing that really hurts dialed in is not just the theme, it's the it's the implementation of the theme. It's how the theme is brought to life in the pinball experience. We love so many games from the 90s that are original IP games. Look at Medieval Madness, for example, like look at Monster Badge, but Medieval Madness is a great one to look at. It's, it's an original theme, all right? The reason why we love Medieval Madness is the game is filled with one thing, it has it in spades, it has personality. The game has so much personality and it's so much fun to play because of that personality. And yes, it has all the mechanisms. Yes, it has the rewarding shots. And yes, it's an original theme. And yes, I would argue that medieval madness and dragons and castles and trolls are are much better uh, for pinball than a guy with a cell phone and a subway station and a quantum theater and drones, right? Okay, but where Dialed In failed is the, is the integration of personality in the game. And to me, that is why it didn't become a, a, a success, like a huge hit. Again, Pat Lawler's return with a Jersey Jack pin in a standard body game, all the things were lined up to be incredibly successful. And I think that number of sales uh, is, is where it's at because the game just lacks personality and it's sort of numb and sterile to play the game. And that's my opinion. Now, look... I think you're going to see when you get a standard body uh, Willy Wonka game with all the personality from the Willy Wonka films in that package from Pat Lawler design. Let's see how well Willy Wonka sales are next to dialed in. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I bet the sales are two to three times greater than the sales of dialed in without a doubt. And I know we're all looking forward to seeing that game and I hear we're going to have Jack give a teaser video of it at TPF. All right, what else is going on? That's pretty much... Uh, it. I hope you enjoy this. If you have any questions or feedback, email me. even if you like, I, you know if you're upset, if you want to just air your grievances out, I'm happy to hear from everybody. You know, it's hard on this show, and, and I have to be honest. I'm just one guy with, with a headset on doing a podcast for your entertainment every week. And I get about, you know, close to two thousand people listen to every episode. And then you go on pinside and there's like 30 guys that are just complaining about me all the time. And you know what? It's easy for me to read that stuff and be like, well maybe I should just hang it up. You know, I'm looking at Brenda right now and she's always like, dude, what why would you hang it up? There's like 1970 dudes out there who really enjoy it. So I'm not gonna rob you who enjoy this show simply because there's some people out there that just think I'm an asshole. And I bet if you met me in person, and many of you will at TPF this weekend, uh, I, I bet you will see that that spoiled brat, psychophant asshole, who's just a jerk who lied to the whole community. Uh, that not that is not really the case. All right. So everyone, enjoy this interview canada pinball at gmail.com and thank you everyone who donates to the show on patreon i really appreciate it and i'll see you guys in texas no more shows until i get down to texas later all right ladies and gentlemen i want to welcome to canada's pinball podcast a special guest larry who is a pinball fan but also a man who has an interesting job for a living larry what do you do for a living
0: well i own uh escape rooms uh haunted houses in fact the world's biggest Halloween haunted house shows next weekend. And so that's coming up. But I also build uh, attractions and design attractions. And I worked for everybody from uh, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, Bush Gardens. I mean, like uh, amusement parks all over the world. I even built a, it was kind of a dream job. I built a, there's only two dark rides ever built based on Spider Man. I built one of them, <laughs> the other one's in Universal Studios. So I've done a, a, quite a bit of stuff, a lot of interesting dark rides, mini wow. golfs, all kinds of stuff. So I come from a little bit big, different background than most, and as I was telling you before, I go to all the same trade shows as uh, Stern and Jersey Jack, and and I was the one who uh, put the first video up of the Beatles, because I was my booth was right down the, the aisle from Stern's.
1: Did they make you yank it down? No. Oh, all right.
0: I mean, anybody could have done it. I mean, like when, when I was there at the show, they didn't even have code on the game.
1: Uh, okay. I mean, they were
0: literally putting the code on the night before the, right. the trade show.
1: So, Larry, you're into pinball, and I know on Pinside, you're Dr. Frightener. And, and for for this show, what I want to do is I want to talk about sort of what's your overall feeling of where pinball is right now as a hobby, right? And you're not a tournament player, right? You're more of a buyer-collector,
0: right exactly but i have a lot of friends who are tournament players and i think that people buy pinballs for different reasons and people like them for different reasons so when you talk to somebody who's a term and only player uh i mean they like a game and they don't like a game based on different variables and so i think that this uh hobby in industry has totally different types of people who
1: who buy them right Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, what kind of pinball buyer would you consider yourself to be?
0: Well, you know, it's really funny because I got into this, like, um, I had pinballs. I mean, I used to buy them back when they were like 800 to a thousand dollars. And, uh, the ones that I bought back then were the ones that interested me the most. Wow, uh, the ones like creature from the black lagoon, uh, Dracula, Adam's family, things like that, that were the horror based And I had those games forever tales from the crypt and didn't do anything with them. And I met this guy, uh, who was, uh, living here, not far from me here in St. Louis. And then I just started buying them like crazy. And then I acquired, I went from having like four to like having 34 (laughs) in a short period of time. And then after I got to like that many, I started realizing, wait a minute, why did I buy star Trek next generation? Because I don't like star Trek. You know? Right. And, uh, and so then I started to figure out, like, I really just want to buy games where I like the theme and I like the detail of the game. Because all the games that I have, I've taken extensive to uh, process of restoring them, powder coating them, putting mods on them, color screens, and making them look collector type. Okay? Right. And so uh, that's kind of where I'm in. And that's why I like the Beatles, because I think they actually did a really good job. Of making the game seem like it was a pinball right out of the 50s
1: so how many games do you have now in your collection like 32
0: or three okay <laughs> it's and kind are, of insane
1: what was the last new in box game you bought
0: monsters le
1: did it did it arrive
0: yeah i already got it
1: okay and so are you primarily in your collection now you got 90s you got stirring games you got a little bit of everything
0: yeah, and every old game I have is totally restored, powder coated, mods, color screen, the whole nine yards. Every
1: one. Okay, you know I've seen Larry's collection. I mean, it's it's really nice. I mean, these are they are collector quality games. You mod them up; they look they look beautiful. So, for for the show today, I know you wanted to talk about what themes you think are missing from the pinball world. You know, there's a lot that has been done, but what do you think hasn't been done that you think would be a hit seller in pinball? And I'm going to play the role of marketing guy at Pinball Company. I want you to pitch me on ones you think would be great. And I'll say if I think that I agree or if I think they wouldn't sell very well. How's that sound? Yeah.
0: You, you, you know, it's very interesting because I posted a, a post because uh, there's this thread on Pinside about Jersey Jack. Is it the next game? Willy Wonka. And it's kind of morphed into this. Whole other thing. And, you know, and I put up a really interesting post about Jersey Jack, because obviously that would be my favorite pinball company. Uh, but I do understand the, the problems there. Um, being from somebody who manufactures and gets things done and has deadlines, I understand it very well. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of games and a lot of themes that would fit for a lot of different people. Okay, so you have your companies that are small, and then you have your companies like Stern.
1: Yeah, look, but a theme is a theme is a theme. I mean, I, I think a hit theme is a hit theme no matter who has it, right? So we obviously would like to see a, a big theme be done by a company that will do it justice, but irregardless of that, talk to me, sell me. You walk into my room right now and I'm like Gary Stern or I'm Jersey Jack. I just assume I'm a pinball manufacturer that will do a theme justice. Go down a list and we'll do one at a time. Tell me what games you think would make for a great pinball machine going into 2019 and beyond.
0: Yeah. And one of the things I would tell them is, you know, when I was a kid, everybody who was 40 to 60 wanted a 57 Chevy. Okay. You know, now nobody wants a 57 Chevy. You know, what's old is new again, because like when you get to 45, 50, 60 years old, you want the toys from when you were a kid. And people grew up on Pac Man, Donkey Kong. People who are between forty five and sixty, and I think that that's where the the sweet spot is. That's where the themes are, and that's why, for example, I don't think Back to the Future would be a good theme because I don't think the movie survived well. Oh my time. God,
1: Larry! Larry, you're you're out of your mind if you think Back to the Future would not crush Absolutely it. Absolutely
0: not. Absolutely. La- not. Let me
1: let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. As someone who recently launched the Pepsi Perfect product. The enthusiasm for those movies is astronomical, like like nothing I've ever seen. In terms of people of all ages dressing up like Marty McFly, it it's a generational <laughs> film. Okay, so I'm already getting worried, Larry. That if you think right. Back to the Future is bad, I, I'm terrified what you think is great. So
0: I, I just don't think people my age would
1: care that much about Back to the Future. But, okay, so like, how old know, are you though? If you're gonna, how old are you? If you're forty nine, forty Okay, 49. Oh, so here, let me
0: give you, let me All right, give let's, you some uh, Let's One at a time. Like this this should okay. not
1: be hard. Every time, okay. I want you to just do one at a time, and I want right. you to start with a game. I don't want a story. I don't want a backstory right. of when you were a kid and old Chevys. I'll just. What's number one?
0: I'll tell you, number one, I think that everybody should uh, consider doing is, uh, and I talked to uh, Chicago Gaming, because we were having a conversation. Don't I, I, no, re- just,
1: uh, just give me the game. Okay. I don't,
0: I, Adam's you, Family. But base it on the TV show or the movies. And it it's not a game that I think should be remade. I think it's a game that should have a part two. Okay. And I think people okay, go crazy. So hold for on a that. second.
1: Hold on a second. I just have to like process what you just said. You You walk in and you're going to pitch me that the first game that should be made is the best selling pinball machine of all time.
0: Yeah, but when you go back and you think about the original Adams family, there's no, you know, the technology wasn't there to show the clips like the monsters. Okay, so it's the best-selling pinball of all time, and it doesn't show any of the clips from the movies or anything like that. So obviously, that's a game that you could totally redo.
1: Okay, so I would. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna go title for title. So I would say. If there's one game that the the world does not need more of, it is the game that there is the most of in the world, which is Adam's Family. And I would also say that the reason why people love Adam's Family so much, it's not about the lack of clips. I I, I just think the game has everything people want from a mechanical standpoint, from a layout, from a you know shot geometry. I would say Adam's Family isn't necessarily where I would start. So what 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 else? What's next on your list? Three Stooges. So you think the Three Stooges would outsell Back to the Future?
0: Absolutely, the Three Stooges is something that transcends generations. I can just uh, hear my think...
1: listeners like screaming at their speakers right now.
0: Uh, Three Stooges would make an amazing. Uh, okay, so what age group does that appeal to? If... Well, I think Three Stooges appeals to everybody. Um, there, there's nobody. Fathers watch that with their kids. I mean, it's like transcendent. It's still rerun. It's like a, oh yeah, you could watch Three Stooges all day long. Three Stooges are funny. But do you
1: think that parents today, when they're watching content with their kids, are watching the Three Stooges?
0: I have a T-vote on my uh, TV. And I know, I mean, there's people across the world still watch the Three Stooges today.
1: Okay. Um, the so three I'm going to assume that
0: any generation,
1: I'm going to, I'm going to assume your data is a focus group of one and okay. So <laughs> three stooges. All right. I, okay. What's next? Cause I, 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 also think that that would be a, a sales disaster. I, I would
0: disagree. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you three and I'll take any one of the three and they're all in the same vein. Caddyshack, Blues Brothers or Animal House.
1: All right. Well, look, I like all of those better than your first two caddyshack animal house and what was the third one blues brothers okay all right now now i think we're talking a little bit better i I think I'll, i'll tell you why because all of those are classic movies they're comedies they have they're i think they've been passed down over the generations i think people still watch them out of the three of those, which one do you think would be the best selling? Probably if
0: I ranked them, it'd be tough because you got Caddyshack and Animal House. Uh, but I can see Bluto right now going food fight and then a multi ball starts. Um, probably Animal House.
1: Okay. Oh, man, I would I would say I would probably go with Caddyshack just because I think there's a lot of people who are also you know golfers love the movie. It's one of Chevy Chase's greatest movies. You got Bill Murray in it. It's I no good gophers was based on Caddyshack. Correct. I mean, I, I yeah, think so.
0: I don't think it's that
1: great of a game, but okay. Um, so all right, that's why so, I
0: picked animal house, by the way, because it's not been attempted at all on any level.
1: Right. So, okay. So, all right, those are, those are like, I would put those in like more of a, a B range of themes that have not yet been made. So what, what else you got? The Godfather. They oh. did Sopranos,
0: but there's nothing bigger than The Godfather.
1: But isn't that like a slow drama? Like, how do you make Godfather into pinball? Well, I mean, it is the one of
0: the biggest movie franchises in history. Uh, it's never been done. I think there's a lot of Godfather fans. That's I'm actually so it, thinking about it from the standpoint of theming and selling it.
1: Right. But so is Gone with the Wind.
0: Yeah, you're, that's the number one movie of all time.
1: And it would, like, Lawrence of Arabia. I mean, I just think there's, I think for pinball to work, though, I think you need a movie that has some pace to it. I think it needs some humor. I think it needs some energy. And I think Godfather, while a very good movie, I think would translate pretty poorly into pinball. Okay, what else you got? Planet of the Apes. The Tim Burton or the original Charlton the Heston? The original. The original. Okay. It's
0: very retro. Uh, Stern's been doing a lot of retro stuff. It's never been done. I think it would be great. Uh, I mean, I grew up on Planet of the Apes. I mean, it was created by the same person who created Twilight Zone.
1: <laughs> I I do, I do. Again, another classic movie. We are definitely getting to. Like, it's got to be what, like early seventies? That film, late sixties?
0: Well, they, they the first one was sixty eight. Okay. But there is like Planet like, of the Apes.
1: There's like ten of them.
0: There's like fan clubs where people just do nothing but dress up like the, the apes, right? I mean, it's still a huge, huge deal for people. That's uh, the only many, way that
1: Andrew Highway can get back into Expos if he dresses up like that. <laughs> we'll never see him coming. <laughs>
0: you, you know, a pinball that's uh, never been done, which would really relate, or a movie that's never been done that I think would make a great pinball would be Men in Black. That would really relate good to pinball.
1: Look, I mean, okay, so I think the first movie is fun. I would say that Men in Black as a franchise, it, it probably hasn't carried over. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because I think Will Smith as an actor, he went from being a darling actor that people loved, very much like Johnny Depp. I feel like both of them, their careers kind of just fell off and people's enthusiasm for them sort of fell off and doesn't take anything away from Men in Black being a great movie. I'm just not sure that people are as enthusiastic about that. But it would make for a fun pinball experience. But I do think there are better films than Men in Black if I were to make a game today. Because here's the thing too, Larry. Is like you have to think these games would be released in 2019. And Men in Black, if I had to choose a movie. What, Men in Black is what? Like early 90s? Like mid 90s? I, I, I think they're just well, franchises. Well, they have a new one coming out this summer. Right. Right. And there's also what, three of them already or two of them. And I think you'd be Uh, three. Yeah. So you'd kind of like, you know, do you make one based on all of them? So I would put men in black on the shelf. I don't think it would be like, again, I I still think like, man, everybody wants back to the future. Okay. What else is on the list?
0: Let me throw you a curveball. Yeah, How about Greece?
1: I actually, I actually think Greece would be really cool. And, And, and I'll tell you why it's, we we haven't really had a musical made into a pinball machine and i do think if you ask me the untapped kind of pinball machine that would do well it would be something based on a very popular musical franchise and i think grease is is sort of does both of that right so i you know every woman i know every wife out there i know loves grease and 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 every guy for the most part enjoys the movie too. So I think it's, I think Greece would be really freaking cool. How
0: about, uh, this one's an obvious and I don't even know why it hasn't been done fast and furious.
1: Right. Well, and then that's I think, just a no brainer. You know, it's interesting because I think fast and the furious is a juggernaut of a, of a franchise. You know, it's a billion dollar, a movie now franchise, but here's the thing. Here's why I don't think it would be good for pinball. I don't think it connects with the older pinball demo. And I also, you know, I, I don't think, it's, it's weird to me, but like car culture, even though a lot of pinball guys are also in the cars, I don't think cars as a theme has ever translated very well into pinball and like Corvette and Viper and Mustang and the Fast and the Furious franchise. I think it's very limiting what you can do in the pinball game because I think when it comes to cars, right, and driving fast, I'd much rather have that be a video game experience versus a pinball experience. I just think the pinball medium and driving fast just doesn't go that well together.
0: Well, obviously, another one that everybody screams about is Matrix. I think that would make a great pinball game.
1: See, now we're talking. You walk into my office. Larry and you say, Chris, we should make the Matrix, and I say, fuck yeah, we should. Like, absolutely, the Matrix is so cool. The I know we only got maybe six or seven of the, those guys reskin the Johnny Mnemonic game, but that is one of the most immersive and just totally cool sci-fi movies of all time, and I think it would be a juggernaut hit in the world of pinball. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you another one that I think would be great. Uh just because the theme of the movie is Mission Impossible.
1: There's a lot of Because them. you
0: have to you have to hit certain shots to solve things and mm-hmm. I just think that would make a great pinball game. The problem um, is
1: there's so many of them. We're we're on like the eighth with Ethan Hunt and Tom Cruise, right? So w- <laughs> here's here's my question right. for you. Would you want to make it an original narrative starring, you know, Ethan Hunt and, and, and the MI6 crew, or, you know, how do you do it? Right. Because there's just so many movies to pull from. I think James Bond to me has the same problem. It's just, it's based across so many years that I think it would just be difficult to make it cohesive within one pinball machine.
0: Well, I mean, you bring up a great point because James Bond has never really been done correctly as a pinball. And there's a lot of material to work there. But you have so many different James Bonds. It's like, how do you do it? Um, Let me ask you a question. What do you think of this, of things like Seinfeld, Friends, and things like that, or Saturday Night Live, doing a pinball based on Saturday Night Live? If you can do monsters and games like that, do you think those would work? No. No, you don't think people would want that game?
1: no no, I mean it, it no, no, like and i i think that there are popular t v shows that would make a great pinball experience i I don't want like a sitcom pinball machine i again, because I just think
0: it's just so you're not a fan of monsters
1: it Munsters was two seasons of just hilarity. And same thing with Batman 66. it was just three seasons. But if you look at the subject matter of the Munsters, you know, it's very much similar to Adams family, and Batman and Robin is just an iconic thing. But I, look, I get there's a lot of iconic scenes in Seinfeld, but I just, I just can't see people flipping a pinball machine to then get through like storylines of Seinfeld.
0: Do you think people – I guess the the, the the pinball everybody would want is um, Harry Potter, obviously. That's one that hasn't been done. But I wouldn't want it if Stern did it. I would only want it if Jersey Jack did it.
1: Right. So I, I, I keep hearing that the person who has the option to make the game is neither one of them. And I also think that is a challenging pinball game to make, again, because there's, what, like eight – Eight or nine movies. Where do you begin? I I, I kind of think they would need to make a Harry Potter pinball machine. I don't know. It'd just be challenging and be. I mean, if there's anyone who, who could do it justice, it would be Jersey Jack. It, that game would be the deepest code of all time. Uh, but okay, so Harry Potter. Yes, that's just on. The, that's just like in. That's like in the supernal realm of just things we could wish about, like Jaws, for example.
0: Yeah. Jaws would be cool. Um, I will tell you, though, uh, and, you know, we could move on to uh, music pins. But of all the pinballs that I would probably buy, it would either be Caddyshack or Animal House. Okay, those would be the two that I would love to see and I would buy in a second, because and I when I play the monsters, I don't really feel like there's anything different about it than any other certain game. But the one thing that really makes you laugh is like when you lose the game, Herman does something funny and you laugh. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, uh, you know, having a laugh playing pinball and making you remember when you were 15 years old.
1: Right. All right. Let me ask you some themes because if we look at, and again, we're we're talking about what do we think is going to sell the best? And if we look at all the recent themes that Stern has put out there, The best-selling game in in the recent few years for Stern is is definitely Ghostbusters. And so I'm looking at the 80s as being a real sweet spot for pinball that is very untapped in terms of uh, modern games based on themes from the 80s. So back to the future. And it's a
0: comedy. And it's a comedy.
1: Right. So back to the future, which you dismiss, I think would be beyond big. I think it would actually outsell Ghostbusters. What about Ferris Bueller's Day Off?
0: Well, you know, that's just a, one of those sweet sweet uh uh sweet 16 uh breakfast club type of movies and I don't know that there's so many of them, okay? And, and to me they're not bigger than Caddyshack or Animal House or Blues Brothers. I mean, or even like a movie like Airplane, okay? So I wouldn't I wouldn't do Ferris Bueller over those themes um
1: Right. Well, well, there's data. That, I mean, look, there is there is data to back up whether or not Ferris Bueller's earned more at the box office or had a larger following and, and, and stuff like that. And we could even check to see how often these games are. These movies are streamed now with with current technology. So, I, you know, I, again, but I think you, you bring up a good point. And this is the hard part, right, is you got to remove yourself from the equation of whether or not I think this pin would sell. Right. And so that's the challenging part, I think, for a lot of these pinball companies is they need to do the market research to know, hey, if I make a game based on this, will this align with not just the pinball buying public, but will it bring in new people to pinball because it's a dream theme? So let me let me throw out a few more of them. Uh, The first Terminator.
0: (laughs) I just don't think anybody. The, that you you know what I was listening to your podcast and you were talking about Pirates of the Caribbean and whatever. Actually, that franchise is um, one of Disney's biggest ever. You're talking about over ten billion dollars that franchise generated. Even though the last movie didn't do it very good, it did really good overseas still. So pinballs like when 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 Stern made Iron Maiden, they didn't necessarily make it for the United States. You know, it's like Europe too. But at the end of the day, um, there's certain movies. Uh, you take like a, a movie like Smokey and the Bandit, right? It's one of the highest grossing movies of all time. People don't realize that when you adjust it for box office. But Caddyshack did not do very well. Ferris Bueller didn't do very well, but they became called classics. And so what matters is how they've lasted over time. And Caddyshack, I think, in most people's world, is either the first, second, or third best comedy in history. You know, another good one is Blazing Saddles, but I don't think you'd get away with that one.
1: Right, I'm I'm googling, smoking the bandit box office gross because I have a hard time believing it's one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Hold on a second, Larry, I'm doing this right now. Let's see, smoking the bandit. It was
0: second to Star Wars. Okay, it came out the same year as Star Wars,
1: 1977. Right, all right. Box office Mojo, domestic total gross for. Uh, you know, 1977, it made $126 million. Yeah. And it um,
0: was released piecemeal, not like today.
1: Right. So, all time. Okay, this is adjusted. All time adjusted.
0: 513 million.
1: It is the 75th most popular movie of all time based on adjustment. Okay. So, that that's, that's good to know. We've validated... <laughs> your opinions with some real data. So, okay, let me throw out a few more and then I think we'll keep talking about, again, these are all exciting themes. What about die hard?
0: You know, die hard, I think would make a good pinball game. But like, when you think about the theme, I mean, like, I mean, you got to kill the terrorists.
1: It's perfect. Yippee-ki-yay motherfucker. Like the Nakatomi Plaza.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just uh, they haven't made when they've come out with a few movies since, you know, they haven't done very well. I don't know. I think I'd rather see a Rambo than a
1: Die Hard. Well, just make it. I would just make it the first Die Hard. Just Die Hard one. It is like (laughs) it's a Christmas movie. It's got the most iconic lines. John McClane. I think it would be perfect. And it's it's the perfect storyline for pinball. So you were saying what was the one you just mentioned? Rambo. Absolutely. So Rambo one, right?
0: Yeah. And they got another Rambo movie coming out this year.
1: Uh, yeah, the last one was badass. I mean, if you haven't seen the last Rambo movie that Stallone did like a few years ago, where he goes to Burma, holy shit! I know it
0: was it was awesome. I loved it when he used like a, a like a missile launcher and he blew up uh, one of those guys in a million. He has pieces. a sixteen
1: caliber gun and he's <laughs> shooting guys point blank, and he's like chopping yeah. them in half.
0: It was pretty fun.
1: Any movie that ends with him like coming up from behind you and like disemboweling you like incredible. All right. What about the princess bride?
0: That's uh mostly considered the number one cult classic movie of all time. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. It, it's definitely, uh, still, I'd still put it in the same category as Caddyshack and animal house. And I would say those would be bigger sellers. Right.
1: Okay. Here's an interesting one because the new one's coming out this year or next year. Sorry. They're filming it now. But Top Gun.
0: Well, you know, Top Gun. One of the great things about Top Gun is uh, Kenny Loggins, right? He's like the king of soundtracks. And uh, he also did Footloose. And he did the theme to Caddyshack. And uh, I don't know. It's like that's the song, like one of the big songs of the 80s. I think that helped really drive the movie. But when you think about, like, the jets are outdated. Everything's outdated. I don't know uh i'm talking about from a military standpoint i don't know
1: right you know you know what it has though and i and i think when you when you think about pinball and and being fun man it's got a killer soundtrack it's like the other i was just thinking i would just make a pinball machine i would make just rocky four like no easy way out like I, i i that that movie just is so iconic from the 80s
0: yeah you know i'll tell you what's really funny is uh I was, I was making a list of pinball games that if I was one of these smaller companies, I'd go after a license to, like, Rocky or Evil, Evil Knievel, right? You hit the shots, he doesn't crash, <laughs> you don't hit the shots, he wrecks. I mean, because Evil Knievel is a game, of all of those old pinball games, still sells for four or $5,000 when they're restored. It's like, that's right. probably the kingpin... Of old pinball games.
1: Yeah, I I, I but I, I don't think, you know, if they made an again, we're we're talking twenty nineteen viability. Evil Knievel is is kinda out of pop culture. What about Beetlejuice? Well, that's one that's been Beetlejuice rumored. would make a great pinball game, and I actually
0: had that on my list, you know, when you're talking about comedies. But I'll tell you some that I think are really missing is that these pinball companies don't understand how much like Friday the 13th or Halloween? Those would be huge, 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 huge. I guarantee you there's more people would want a Halloween game than the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, that was just released. I, I, There's just a lot of people who love that franchise. They've, they made almost 10 movies. Uh, Friday the 13th, they've made like 12 I mean, these would be great pinball games. Like if you said, because I, w- I listen to one of your podcasts where you say, hey, you're only going to make a thousand. This is it. That's it. Whatever. I think you would sell a thousand Halloweens or Friday the 13th in 10 seconds.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would definitely put Friday the 13th in front of Halloween. I-, I don't know why spooky pinball isn't just like going down a list of horror movies and making the ones people want. Uh, God, gonna-
0: I hope he doesn't do it. I cannot. I think his games look terrible.
1: How do you feel? How do you really feel about Spooky, Larry?
0: Well, I just think the games don't look good, okay? And if the graphics on the games, they just look amateur, and I don't understand why the guy doesn't go out and find a really good graphic artist and subcontract that workout to somebody who's really good at it.
1: Well, the graphics, Um, though, they do look much better on Alice Cooper, the display.
0: Well, probably because Alice Cooper has a lot of good graphics and supplied them to him. But, like, when he no, tried to. No, they, go they on had an own, artist
1: do it. They they spent a lot on Alice Cooper. Total
0: Nuclear I mean, like, I've never seen a worse backlash ever. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to go back to the 30s if they even made pinball games that far back. I, no, I'm not a fan of spooky pinball games. I think they look amateur.
1: Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that let me go into a few more titles and then then the other thing i want to do is talk about tv shows because we're going through the movie list that i, I think would be you know we think would be good uh, a few more like what about spinal tap
0: well you know when you start talking about spinal tap stuff like that you started asking yourself wait a minute is spinal tap really that popular or just do something like clockwork orange right um you're talking about cult classic stuff, and I think the market for something like that would be very limited.
1: Right. I'm going down the list of the top grossing movies of all time that that we have not seen a pinball game on that would actually make sense. E.T. The Extraterrestrial.
0: Nobody would want that.
1: Here's one that I think actually people would want, and and it's kind of like... To me, this movie is a guilty pleasure for men. I think women love it. I I think it's... um, Kind of like the Backstreet Boys. It's like you, you, you watch it and you're actually you it moves you in a way that you're not comfortable in articulating, and that is Titanic.
0: Yeah, you know, I actually said that to somebody, a pinball company, and they said, Well, why would anybody want a game about where everybody dies? That's kind of sad. Although I think it would be cool. Um, but you know, when you start talking about Titanic and the theme. The Exorcist. People don't realize the Exorcist is the ninth biggest movie of all time. Okay, that that movie had more effect on people than anything. It made people go to church. It made people believe in the devil. You know, right? Uh, and I'll tell you another thing. And I took I pitched this to Jersey Jack because I take it back. The game that I would love to see more than anything would be Universal Studio Monsters. Okay, so you have a mode for Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein. Fan the Opera, Invisible Man, Creature in Black Lagoon, you do the whole game in black and white, and all the modes are based on the movies. And they intertwine those characters so many times in movies, like Frankenstein versus Dracula. I mean, that game, I think, would be, like, amazing.
1: And no, it's awesome. It's called Monster Bash, and it's available to No,
0: Monster Bash is silly. Like, that's a campy theme. I'm talking about a, (laughs) a theme where you integrate Bela Lugosi. You integrate Boris Karloff as the mummy. Okay, I'm talking about a game more like that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, let me let's keep going down the list. So Jaws is the seventh highest grossing movie ever. Exorcist, as you said, was number nine. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of ones that would work. I think for Pinball, I think Ben Hur is too old school. Avatar we have. Jurassic Park is up there. The Lion King is interesting, but that's you yeah, know, these super expensive God. franchises, but.
0: Godfather's at twenty five, and Forrest Gump is at twenty six. What do you think of Forrest Gump?
1: I, I just think it's again that's just like too slow of a movie. Like the call outs I don't know. I just I don't think it would translate too well into the pinball. I'd much rather have. Uh, let's see, Grease I'll tell you a there. game that
0: was never done right is the Dark Knight series, all three movies. That was not done right.
1: Right, Ghostbusters comes in really far down the list at thirty six.
0: Um, how about Jumanji or Jungle Book
1: eh, I'm not really sure about that Home Alone
0: Home Alone would be great Uh, they have two movies it's totally hilarious Uh, I'll tell you what if you're talking about Ninchy movies what about Christmas or what about National Lampoon's Vacation they have a ton of movies and you can intertwine Christmas Vacation the original Vacation what would you think about that
1: uh Yeah. I mean, I I, I think the, you know, there's the the Vegas vacation sneaks in on you. Then that wasn't that good. The Christmas is incredible. (laughs) The first two were incredible, you know, the European and the regular one. I would, but I would just make it, I'm, I'm a fan about focus when it comes to a game, like feeling, it's like when I watch a movie, I can watch one at a time when I play, you know, it's almost like I would, I'd want to select from the very beginning of the game. Do I want European vacation Christmas? Because the problem is when you have Europe and you have Christmas and you have, uh, you know, Wally World. You you have so such a. How do you make the toys on the game reflect all of them? I mean, I guess you could. You could light the house up on Christmas. You know, you could you could have a roundabout that you can't get the ball out of, like magnetized. Like I can't get over. There's Big Ben in Parliament. You know, then you could have. Wally World and and the roller coaster at the end. So I guess you could pull it off. It, it would be an interesting yeah. table yeah, to look you know, at.
0: You know what's sitting at number sixty six all time, and nobody would even believe it unless we told it to them. National Lampoon's Animal House. Yeah, it's actually when adjusted.
1: Ab- it's actually five
0: hundred and forty million.
1: It's actually above Back to the Future. It's above Superman. So yeah, I mean, look, it's above Rocky. Uh, so there's look, there's a lot on this list and what so do you think Larry I mean obviously any almost anything can be made into a pin for the for the right price we all know the issues people face with getting the right assets to make the game properly Uh, but do you think like Stern is going to you know keep going back to games that are from the 60s and 70s we haven't seen much modern themes brought to life I mean we saw Guardians of the Galaxy I think the game was kind of a miss they kind they they completely messed up Star Wars Uh, they haven't really hit it out of the park with theme integration in a long time I would say people are enjoying monsters I think they appreciate the theme integration there
0: but I think the LE looks good
1: it looks great I mean it it looks great I'm not going to knock the LE of that game so what about TV shows
0: Well, I mean, you know, I think you go right back to what I've said before, Adam's Family. I mean, if you could do Monsters, you can do Adam's Family. But um, when you come to TV shows, I mean, the biggest ones out there have already been done, really. Game of Thrones. uh, But unless you want to start getting into the comedies like Big Bang Theory, Seinfeld, Friends. So this is where I
1: think there's an opportunity because I think the TV shows that have been made into pinball machines are more of the recent TV shows that are big. So you, you've got Game of Thrones. Uh, what have we had recently? We're hearing Stranger Things is going to be made. Yeah, um, I don't
0: want to see a pinball base on that. We
1: had Sopranos. There was never a pinball machine for Lost. There was Yeah, ne- I never
0: watched Lost. Dexter, <laughs> that there, would be there funny. Was,
1: there was never one for uh, Battlestar Galactica, but I think the 80s again. Becomes another interesting period. And I'm not talking about the Golden Girls. Uh, I'm talking about... What about Knight Rider?
0: No. I don't think it stands up.
1: Okay. What about... I don't think Alf stands up. What about... You know, Magnum Pi does not really stand up. What about the A Team?
0: Well, they're remaking they're remaking that right now.
1: Yeah, no one cares about it. What about A Team? Oh, and by the way, you know another
0: pinball game that would be incredible is Young Frankenstein, which is sitting at 132 all time uh, with 412 million dollars. That would be a great pinball game.
1: Yeah, I mean, like those campy movies are great for pinball. I mean, pinball and campiness just go together so nicely, which is why the A Team. What do you think of A Team, the old school? B A Baracus. Hannibal. Well, the
0: TV shows I think would make a fun pinball game. I think that's Duke's a hazard. Um, although now you're questioning whether or not oh that's a racist TV show because of the Confederate flag. But yeah, that it would, it would struggle. It would
1: struggle. Like it just like Michael
0: Jackson. Michael Jackson's the biggest recording artist in history. And you know, it's like obviously he would make a great pinball game, but like there should be so many people who would say, "Can't believe you did that!"
1: Right? Uh, how let's about see. Psycho.
0: psycho? Psycho?
1: Yeah. What? You know Hitchcock, right? So we, how Hitchcock movies are classics.
0: How about just a Hitchcock pinball game where the modes are like Psycho, The
1: Birds? That's where I was going with it. I think an Alfred Hitchcock pin that's sort of stylized in that sort of like film noir kind of way would be really cool.
0: I'll tell you another one that would be a fun pinball game is Saturday Night Fever because the soundtrack is so awesome.
1: Right. What about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe?
0: Well, you know, I would wait because they have a new movie coming out. Uh, I think it comes out in December. So I have to see what. <clears throat> what try what you know what happens there
1: we keep hearing about the 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 muppets being a possibility with jersey jack do you think that would do well no nope
0: <laughs> air force one would make a fun pinball game right porkies
1: <laughs> so here's here's my thing larry and we've we've got like, hangover I, we've hangover. already listed enough themes to get us through the next 20 years of pinball uh if if you could have one theme that you could just snap your fingers like Thanos and it, it would be made, which which would it be?
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you, before I say that, you know, another game that's never been done, and I can't even believe it. Uh, although Aquaman and Wonder Woman would make good pinballs, but War of the Worlds has never been done.
1: Which one? The Tom Cruise one or the original? The original. Right. That's
0: a classic right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's niche. It's niche. I mean, you're you're it definitely does not have the same level of impact as some of the other titles you've mentioned. And even some of, you know, the other like horror movies or or sort of like campy sci fi movies. There's a lot of campy sci fi out there. Right. And, and we haven't even talked sci fi as a genre, but it is it is a genre that I think correlates nicely with the pinball buying public. Uh, but I still think something like The Matrix would just blow away that title if you if you put them against each other. So what would but what would be your dream one?
0: You know, that's a tough one because I would probably say comedy and do Caddyshack or Animal House. I think those either do either one or even Blues Brothers, you have a massive seller because right. it goes beyond pinball. Right. There's so many fans of Caddyshack and Animal House and those movies. And I would buy it in a second. Like, you know, we talk about Toy Story. I'm sold on anything Jersey Jack does. And I am I have an approach on Toy Story. It's like, wait and see. Because I don't know that I want a pinball game based on... And I love the movies. I just don't think that I would want a pinball game based on Toy Story. Why not? Well, I mean, because, like, it, it's, it's definitely a kid's movie. And... You know, and I'm 49 years old. I mean, that's that's a movie that my kids saw. Um, I think there was the other things I'd rather see long before you would ever I, get into I, Toy Story.
1: I don't think anything Pixar makes is a is a kids movie. I think it's a, they're all movies for adults that are very brilliantly written that kids can enjoy, but all the themes in all their movies go way over the head of kids.
0: Well, I think that this is what you have to ask yourself. So when people announce um, they're doing James Bond, people are already lined up five miles deep. When you say they're doing The Matrix, they're going to line up five miles deep. And I think the same for Animal House, Caddyshack, whatever. And then you got your themes like Mission Impossible. Oh, that might be cool. Let me see how it looks, you know? And I think if it doesn't, like, have that bam out of the box, do not even have to see it, I want it, um, I'd move on to something else. I don't
1: think James Bond, I mean... I. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it would be that successful. I don't. I, I think it would be a. I mean, you've you've got all these different James Bond actors. Like, what is it based on? I, I just don't think it would it'd be as easy for me to understand what I would be getting. Because if you said to someone, "We're going to make a Toy Story pin," I know what I'm getting. If you say I have a James Bond pin, it all it leads me to is more questions. Okay, so here. So you gave three roughly. I'm going to give these are my three that I would. I would sell any game I had to get it. I would I would I I would go broke. I would take out a credit card and I would max it out to get these. Not that I need to, but if I had to, regardless of my economic situation, I would have to buy Generation 1 Transformers the movie, the one from 1987 with Orson Welles and Leonard Nimoy with Unicron. The cartoon? Yeah, that is the greatest yeah, it cartoon is a good ever. Movie. The soundtrack of that. With, what about got, heavy metal? You Yeah, what you got the touch. Tu- well, let me give you my three. You got the touch and dare and the theme song. And just like working together with the Decepticons to beat Unicron. It would be the most incredible pinball experience. Then I have said this before. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I know it, that's campy. <laughs> that's niche. I just think it's the perfect theme for pinball and it's so much fun. And then the third one for me would be the Karate Kid. I, I just think that first movie is so amazing, and and it's 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 relevant again too with the Cobra Kai TV show being so damn good. Uh, I I I just all the quotes from it wax on wax off. It would be so easy to understand the modes. You teach Daniel how to how to get good enough, and then you're you culminate in the All Valley tournament, and it's, you got the you know you're the best around is playing. It'd be incredible.
0: Well, yeah, you know what I'll tell you. I w- I wouldn't buy a Karate Kid pinball game, but I'll tell you what I would probably buy is a Bruce Lee pinball game with uh Fist of Fury, Enter the Dragon, stuff like that. Now that would be cool. Can okay? I tell you like, Bruce Lee pinball game?
1: Can I tell you what the Karate Kid would need to just win it over? They need to have a mode in which you have to catch, like he catches the fly with the chopsticks. The you have to the the actually the <laughs> flipper the flipper paddles, they move closer together during that mode, and you have to catch the ball in between them.
0: Well, what do you think of Bruce Lee?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you got Enter the Dragon. you got Bruce Lee movies. It, it's just, again, he's got a portfolio of films. I, I think it's cool, but again, I, again, I, I don't think it's just not I, – I don't think, again, it's at that level of take my money now. I have to own a Bruce Lee game. I mean, how often well, – do people start talking about Bruce Lee when you're at the bar?
0: Well, the one thing I will tell you is Bruce Lee is the martial arts and combat, uh, what the Beatles are to music. Uh, when you think about it from that perspective, I mean, you only have two icons probably that you could put above everyone else. That's Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee. I mean, those are that's one and two right there. Right. Um, and people, I mean, Bruce Lee is everything to everybody in martial arts.
1: But I just think I think every Yes, but I. There's far more people. These movies it, are
0: fun. His yeah, but there's far more fun. people
1: into action. I mean, I don't. Know, they don't hold up as well. You go watch the old Bruce Lee movies, and it's just like horrible sound dubbing, and like the storylines are stupid. You're just there to see this like shredded Asian dude take on like fifty guys, you know? And it, hey, he he killed Chuck Norris and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, I mean, I, those movies are just weird. It's like these like. Rich guy invites them all to an island for a tournament, and it's like they talk. You know, there's like a, a second and a half delay between their mouth moving and the actual dialogue. It, yeah, so, but, but I just think the action movies that like Arnold did and Stallone did, and you know, maybe a Von damme movie in there. I don't know. Those movies to me have more mass appeal. So, okay, so Larry, what do you How think about gonna, music pins? Well, music pins. Like we've had almost everything. I mean, we were, what are we missing? Led Zeppelin we're queen. missing queen right nirvana nirvana
0: black sabbath slash ozzy Jelly pepper i mean look,
1: we're missing far more Van than Halen, you too you know you can keep going
0: i wouldn't want one of them i'll tell you i will going to tell you a curveball that i think would be fantastic is do a pinball based on bc boys you do a brooklyn themed bc boys pinball that's gonna sell huge
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think those fan bases are huge. I think also Beastie Boys has a little bit more of a, you know, hip hop rock sort of different vibe than most of the pins we normally get when it comes to music. But here's the thing. I mean, look music pins and I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan. I, I hope they do it justice. Jersey Jack. I, I, I'm kind of, you know, they don't, they don't excite me because simply because music, music does not, music bands don't represent like a world under glass the way movies do. And, and you're not like, there's very few bands where like, you're not really progressing through something like a storyline and, and yeah, they create it in different ways, but it's, I don't think music pins are as enjoyable to flip as, uh, as, as, as film, sorry, as pins based on films and TV shows and other properties. So Okay, so Larry, we have about like ten more minutes. I, I, I want to get your thoughts on twenty nineteen and pinball. Right, we got ten minutes. Yep. Then I gotta I gotta go walk Bubba. Uh, okay. So, okay. So what? Do you know anything that's going on in this hobby that nobody knows that you want to share with us? Well, I mean, you
0: know, when I go to the trade shows, I talk to all those guys, and anything um, juicy you've heard. Well, like a lot of the stuff, you know that. <clears throat> that i know you know like people already have guessed okay you know like jersey jack when i you talk to him i mean you know he he, did, he was running around the iapa show showing people pictures of wizard of oz uh yellow brick road so what did it, it look like what did of, it look like well i didn't ask to see it okay but i was standing there and i he was showing people uh you know to uh <clears throat> pictures of it and people. I mean, when I was standing there, everybody was like, that's amazing. So obviously, you know, uh, that wasn't a secret. I don't think Willy Wonka is a secret. um, And I think that's going to be huge. I think that's going to be the biggest pinball. I mean, to me, he should have done that right out of the box because Willy Wonka and Wizard of Oz are in the same fantasy children's, uh, you know, like realm. And he did so good with Wizard of Oz. I think just think Willy Wonka is going to be a home run. And, um, you know, with Stern, you know, obviously, you know, uh, you hear different things, uh, the same things that you hear Chicago gaming told me that they were going to make their own original game. And, um, I don't think from Chicago gaming, you're going to see any more, the remakes that have to be licensed because I think that was one of the biggest reasons why monster bash didn't come out sooner. And so I think from Chicago gaming, you're going to see what you expect. Uh, Cactus Canyon, um, Theater of Magic, Tales from Arabian Nights. I think it's going to be in that lane. And you're not going to see no Twilight Zone remade or Did they they give
1: any hint about what their original licensed game would be?
0: No. He just said that they were going to make their own game, okay, uh, that wasn't one of these remakes. Right. And I think that that's where they're going to – See, the thing about what people don't understand about these companies is, you know, like with Chicago Gaming, they had Stern making the games. OK. And so then when they had that falling out, they had to learn the process. OK. And so and they had to learn to walk and chew gum. And like one of the things he told me was one of the things that was really uh, time consuming for them was to create their own program that could take these old games and, you know, reformat or whatever the graphics into a higher res uh, look. OK. And so now that they've done that, now they can produce them a little faster, if you get what right, I mean. Right. Now that they have their connections on where they're going to get, you know, like stuff made or order or how they're going to get it. Uh, you know, they've streamlined. So when people sit out there and they say, well, these games, you know, they, their history is one every year and a half. Well, I don't think you're going to I think you're going to start seeing Chicago Gaming being able to put out two a year. OK. And I think Jersey Jack, same deal. They've learned from their mistakes and those mistakes are going to help them in the future. And they realize they need to do more than one game a year. Right. Chicago Gaming has a huge advantage over Jersey Jack when it comes to sales because, with these like home entertainment places, you know, they sell a lot of games into those places that are like arcade, retro arcades. Okay. So they have a much better um, sales position with those people and they can kind of push their pinballs on them a lot easier than Jersey. Jersey Jack can, and um, Jersey Jack has a lot of challenges uh, because, um, you know, like a lot of these places don't want to sell Jersey Jacks because they can sell two Sterns and make $2,400 and make like w- very little off of a, um, a Jersey Jack. And uh, so I think really, to be honest with you, I love Jersey Jack. They're my favorite pinball company. But I think the one who's really going to give uh, Stern run for the money is going to be Chicago Gaming.
1: Right. What about Deep Root?
0: You know, I think that uh, you know what I've seen is like when you look at American Pinball and you look at their ratings on Facebook, they're like blow three, and it's all because they hired that Papa Duke right to work on Houdini, and so like people are brutal in this uh, industry, and so I really don't think that people are gonna, you know, want to give them a a chance. <laughs> but
1: Unless... there's so much. But there's so much more than J-pop, and and from what I'm hearing. John's games are not even going to be part of like the lineup early on with the company so I mean, I I think they're going to be able to sort of deflect and and circumvent that negativity and and you know so I think that'll be the case cuz they have a huge team there. If it was just John and a few guys releasing Zidware's old titles, I think yes, I think the negativity would remain. Uh but that's not the case. This company is much well- bigger.
0: Well, let me, let me tell you something that has to happen. Okay. And I told Jack this, in fact, I said, look, you're making Willy Wonka. I said, first off, if you wanted to go in family fun centers and bowling centers, because bowling centers, when people remember them from the eighties and nineties, it'd be like, you know, some smoky place with like a few arcades off in the corner. But now they've literally taken out half their lanes and built family fun centers and, and you know when you look at the Dave and Buster's and the uh, the big thing now is like this place called um, uh, Andretti's, you know, and Andretti's and doesn't have a single pinball game, you know. And and I was telling uh, Jersey Jack, I was like, you know, why don't you make like a, a four-player uh, pinball game where it's a, you know, like where pe- four people like there it's one game connected. And you see them all the time at Dave and Buster's where then four people walk up, they know how to play pinball, and you try to score as many points as you can in 60 seconds and you get the most tickets, right? You, know, I mean, you have to figure out a way to get pinballs into family fun centers if you're going to have this many pinball games because you're going to have to find a market outside but, of see, the, I, I think the, the collector P, community. The
1: P3 is set up perfectly for that kind of connectivity, all next to each other, simple game, like – you know, where the colored boxes pop up and you have to shoot them, you know, everyone can recognize green and red and where to shoot. And then it, so I think P3 out of all the companies, their, their platform, I think would work the best for that kind of environment. Uh, all right. So here's the thing though, Larry, and, and then we're going to, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to get you back on the show. Cause I, I know you're passionate. You got a lot you want to talk about with pinball. And we're going to, we're going to have you on, uh, again. So do you think the market though? I mean, I keep, when I look at 2019, there's so much coming out, and are we going to get to the point where it's just oversaturated?
0: Yeah, I do think so, because like, when I went to the Amusement Expo last year, and I was talking to... I build mini-golfs for a lot of family fun centers, and they don't buy pinball games because they said they don't make money, okay? And so uh, they might ma- buy one, they might buy two just for, you know, it looks cool, but the the games that make money are the ones that spit out tickets, And I think that all pinball companies are going to have to figure out a way where people can interact with these pinball games. I'll give you a perfect example before you go. Like, I don't understand why pinball games can't be Wi-Fi ready. And you got these big screens on a Jersey Jack machine. Right. So down in the bottom right hand corner, why can't it show people where you can put money in the machine and wait for four other players around the world to play with you? okay, and win the game. Right. There's no reason why you can't have a home game and you turn on the game and it says, uh, Hey, your game needs an update or you can log into like the same thing. Fortnite does, you know, like a game network online and you can play with people and you, so you can get beyond a pinball game in your basement. And I think that's the only way you're going to see these games, like go past that main demo that they're hitting right now. And you have to sell the games in the family fun centers. And if you don't, And I can tell you that Jersey Jack will have a really hard time doing that because no one wants to pay $9,000. They would rather buy a $5,200 Stern. So I think there's a lot of challenges to grow the market, but you're going to definitely have to look at the amusement industry and what they need to do to to pinballs to uh, get those machines into those facilities.
1: Right. Now, I I agree, and it's going to be interesting to see who actually evolves pinball because the games we're playing today are are still just – very, very small, uh, you know, evolutions of where pinball was 30, 40 years ago. Very, very small changes. I mean, we, we got LCD screen, and everyone acted like we, you know, the, the, the pinball made its way into the next century, and it's like LCDs have been around forever. So we've simply caught up. But the one thing is, pinball has not implemented connectivity. Uh, I think it's stupid. You buy a nine thousand dollar game, and all your friends have it, and you can't connect to each other and 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 have some fun, even if you're separated, from, you know, by distance. Where every other entertainment device, it's all about connectivity, and they're a fraction of the price of pinball. Uh, so the technology is there; it's just the desire. They have to dartboards.
0: It. They have dartboards now that you can buy and connect with people all over the world and play darts against somebody. There's no reason you can't do that pinball. And I'll tell you another thing is when you watch espn and you see like darts dart world championships or whatever right and badminton there's no reason you can't have pinball they need like a world series a pinball tournament right where you could be like the champion just at star wars or the champion just at deadpool and you can get you know bracelets and rings and people buy in and and they need to like create something where it's not everybody working against each other but there's like one central thing that happens At a tracks like ESPN or something like that, so that you can start like moving out of the sandbox.
1: When when I'm when I'm done trolling the pinball community for years, I'm going to troll the dartboard community next. It's gonna be Canada's (laughs) Dartboard Podcast. I'm gonna be like, this dartboard's a piece of shit. This guy Andrew Highway doesn't know how to make dartboards. He only knows how to make you know. No, I think that's gonna be my next stop on my never-ending mission to infiltrate uh from the from the outside in these these communities. Well, Larry, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this was fun talking about all these titles and all these themes. Um we'll get you back on the show again sometime soon. Any final words you want to say to the people who tune into this podcast?
0: Yeah, you know, uh <clears throat> you know, I would say a couple of things. Like, you know, some people go crazy about like what people are going to make or what they're not going to make. I mean I would just, you know, take it one day at a time. And I wouldn't, one thing I've learned about pinball is just patience is a virtue. The more patience you have, the better off you're going to do. Um, and so you, know, you just need to calm down sometimes. But I will tell you this, though. My two we, – we, I want to come back on your show and talk about Pirates of the Caribbean because I agree with a lot of stuff you're saying about Jersey Jack and Pirates of the Caribbean. But really, at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with that if you just judge Pirates of the Caribbean on its own merit. And I really do think it's the greatest pinball game of all time. And I'd like to discuss that with you. But I will tell you, though, even though I think it's the greatest pinball game ever created because of everything that went into it, my favorite game to play is Batman 66. So it's one of those like, types I, of things. I, but I, I would love to come on and talk to you right. about
1: it. I, you know, I'm going to have to think about it because I'm, I've am i been getting emails from people that are just like enough pirates I, talk. I agree. And, it, and, and I agree with them, too. This show is not... This, I never started this podcast with the, um, with the goal of giving my opinion about a game and then completely handing over my show to every single person who disagrees to come <laughs> on and tell me why. Look, ultimately, a few months from now, nobody's gonna give a shit about *Pirates of the Caribbean*. Everyone's gonna move on to *Willy Wonka* and all the new games coming out. That's just the nature of this industry. Nobody cares about much. You know, even, like, a month after release, it's funny, too, because, like, everyone's getting their monsters, and you don't really even see people, like, talking about it. It's like, we're already waiting for the next game. It's it, it's it's crazy how short the window of relevancy is in this hobby, and that is why people are so addicted to the next game, because once you own a game, nobody gives a shit once it's out. It's like, we care so much before it's released.
0: You know, I just would say one thing to you is, like, you know, I like Stern, okay, uh, I do think that they've got, like, a SketchUp-type program where, you know, it's like, you know, they can literally make these things on a computer. But what I – I do like Stern, I think they're great. Um, but I really like Jersey Jack, and um, I, I I think Jersey Jack is the only one out there that's trying to think outside – create every game from scratch. And, you know, and it's hurting him financially because his passion is just so high – But that's what happens when you put like a director of a movie and make him also the producer, right? And so they kind of go crazy with how much money they spend and they can't be controlled and reined in. That's why you have producers on films. I just think that Jersey Jack needs a good producer to try to like say, no, 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 we can't do that because, you know, money, you know, it's like whatever. But I love Jersey Jack and how they're trying to make every they're the innovative company. They're the only ones with cameras on their games or you know, interact with a with an app. I mean, they're really trying to change pinball, and they deserve a lot of credit for it.
1: Right. Well, you know, they've done a lot. The sales are not there, and they have to figure out a way to do all that while at the same time creating demand for the product because uh, Stern will sell more Deadpools than than Jack will sell the Pirates of the Caribbean, and that is a tragedy of miss under mismanagement and 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 not understanding the market but anyway Larry I have to go walk the big boy I appreciate you coming on and I want to thank you for joining Canada's Pinball Podcast
0: Hey no problem you take it easy man
1: All right Well that was an enjoyable conversation with Larry and what's interesting when you when you discuss themes and we talk about how important it is to get the theme right It's not easy, right? Because you can go down a list of the most popular movies and TV shows of all time and and, and music acts of all time, and you can land at some places that have humongous fan bases. But then you have to ask yourself the difficult question, would this translate well into a pinball machine? And even from there, right? So it might be a theme that would work well in terms of how pinball works as a medium. But then you also have to ask, like, would people buy this? Like, would this be something that people want to put in their game room? So, for example, Citizen Kane uh, or Gone with the Wind is a good example, the most popular movie of all time, but very outdated, right? So that probably wouldn't work. Uh, But a movie like Men in Black, like that was successful at the box office, but how do people think about Men in Black today, right? The franchise is sort of exhausted. Um, I think the same thing happened to Pirates of the Caribbean. It was big once, but not anymore. Uh, where a, a film like Gremlins, you might say, yeah, Gremlins is definitely something that would be a, a sales home run. But I'm not sure because the younger the younger age bracket of pinball players and collectors, uh, they probably didn't grow up loving Gremlins. See, it's really difficult. And I, I still think that if you look at Pinball in general, and where the majority of people uh, will gravitate towards when it comes to a theme, I still think you're looking at the 1980s. I think the 1980s is the sweet spot because most people who were children of the 80s are now in the prime earning of their careers, Uh, and so you know, and and like late 70s, even early 80s, and those people have even more money. But even people who were around in the 80s who were uh, a little bit older they still enjoyed the 80s tremendously and enjoyed all those movies. And so I think films from the 80s would be the go-to place for me if I were a pinball company that was looking to make a splash. Now, that being said, there are also juggernaut themes from the 90s and 2000s that would work really well. If if someone made The Matrix, how well would that do? I think it would do tremendously well. Um, we saw there was an Avatar pin. Uh, any recent movies that we think that would do really well. Uh, you know, it's hard, right? It's hard because Stern has a lockdown on most of, like, the Marvel stuff. Uh, I don't think any of those games have been too magical recently. Uh, but it's a, great, it's a great exercise. And what I would love to do, and I would love it, it I would love to sit in the, in the boardroom of a new pinball company like American Pinball or CGC or Jersey Jack Pinball, and I would love to really explore uh, this kind of exercise because I think if you get it right, and you pick the theme that really is like on the nail what people will buy and what people want in pinball, that will lead and open the door to incredible sales. Because so much, I think so much is all about the theme. And so we'll see. We have a lot of exciting themes on the horizon with Willy Wonka, with Toy Story, with Guns N' Roses. Uh, You know, there's rumors of Superman 78. There's rumors of, uh, what else is there, Jurassic World. So a lot of stuff coming out. You know, What Robert, I think Robert Mueller said Deep Root got an 80s theme that they were super excited to get. And before I sign off and head down to Texas, the theme from the 80s that you know me, and I know people use this term and it's so cliched as their grail theme, but I want you as I prepare and pack my bags to go down to Texas, I want you all to think about over the next couple of days, how awesome would it be? If there was a pinball game that was based on this theme from 1987, it was the last movie in which Orson Welles ever played a role, and he played the role of the planet of Unicron. I want you to imagine a wizard mode at the end in which you collect all the Autobots, You make it into the eye of Unicron. And I want you to close your eyes and imagine that what you're about to hear is the entire mode of that final wizard mode. Six balls are going. All the lights are going crazy. All the callouts are from this scene. I'll see you guys at TPF. This is the end of the road, Galvatron. Light our darkest hour. as we march forward to a new age of peace and happiness till all are one till all are one, Kill all Kill all one. you got the touch you are one. got the power